Do we want to wrap this bad boy up? Yeah, I have to record fucking ghost, or I have to edit fucking ghost divers tonight. I'm sorry. You can find me at Fox Omnia on Twitter, um, Blue Sky, co-host, but I'm not really. You're the co-host person. I'm. More you got to th- do the co-host promos. Because I- I'm not doing them. <laughs> what did you say? You got to do the co-host promos. <laughs> Thank you. I do what you said. I just wanted to hear it again. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. You can find me on co-host at autumnal coffee. I don't post there super much, but I post there a decent amount. Um, I should read posts more, but it's got the Tumblr problem where you see the same posts a bunch. You know? Yeah, it sucks. Uh, no, I just, it means that, that part sucks. I'm, I'm fine with that part. I need to follow more people on co-host, so. I think it's a me issue, not a co-host issue. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I post there, um, I'm trying to do the podcast promo on co-host more often because I feel like more people give a shit on the, co-host. The reason why it sucks is that I feel like when that happens, it disincentivizes you from sharing something because you're like, ah, people have already seen it. And that's just really bad if you want to, like, promo your fucking podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, anyway, um, that does it for us here. Like I say, we'll be Go back. Go listen to Ghost Divers, where we're talking about Nana. We'll be back in, like, two Go weeks? into the export chat on Emerald Mapping and talk about how much you like the Nana episodes. People do it for Elf. Do it for Ghost Divers now. Also for Ornate Serials, but this is kind of like... This it, isn't the Ornate Serials to do it about. Do it about Barry Linden one. Yeah. Yeah. The Barry Linden one was good. Yeah. It doesn't have to have just come out. You can always just go in there and be like, I'm listening to the Barry Lyndon Ornate Sterols, this whips. I'm Shut listening to uh, the Nana episodes, and this is, this is great. You made me think about this thing that I didn't think about. Shout out to Grays, who uh, is um, been doing that lately. Yeah. Um, and also, <laughs> won't hear this for another, like, two weeks probably because they've listened to a lot of stairwells in like two months but it'll probably be a little bit longer before they're caught up it sounds like yeah um well that's it nanahachi is real nanahachi is real
the non-homophobia zone. I'm Autumn. I'm joined as always by Mia. Hi, I'm Eve. And yeah, it's probably just non-homophobia zone this week. Probably no stairwells. Have you watched any movies? No. Me neither. Um, unless you count build guides for Baldur's Gate 3 characters. No. On YouTube. <laughs> no. Unless you... No. <laughs> um... Yeah, we our, our plans to watch The Straight Story got messed up because my travel plans got messed up. I was going to be gone last weekend, and instead I'm going to be gone this weekend due to like all the weather that's been happening across the United States. If you live here, you know, and if you don't live here, I mean, you know, we've got Canadian listeners. It sounds like it was bad in Canada this week, too. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, we basically got into a situation where we had like limited evenings. To mm-hmm. watch and record. And also, I was depressed. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're depressed for, for reasons. I have just, like, this bronchitis is back. Mm-hmm. I may have gotten, like, some minor cold or something, but then was in the midst of bronchitis, so it just made everything worse. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But, like, I felt like I was on the upswing, and then I just felt worse again. Mm-hmm. Um, don't take this the wrong way. Your voice does sound a little off tonight. Yeah, you know? it's... It's been fucked up. Yeah. I don't. I don't enjoy it. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry, you had a hair on your face, so I just had to. <laughs> um, but yeah. So like, we ended up canceling around a long fire. Um, oh, I wasn't sure. Last I wasn't night. sure. Yeah. Um, because also Em was like just kind of tired too, and I was just like yeah. feeling progressively worse as the night went. Like. Physical the same, but just, like, increasingly depressed about the fact that I have, like, basically had bronchitis for a month at least now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just straight. Yeah. So, um, what we're doing instead is we're just going to do a thing here to have an episode. I thought you meant, I thought you meant for Elf, and I was like, this isn't Elf. <laughs> so, uh, Hagen... <laughs> Um, so I had a couple thoughts. One, we could do a little, um, tabletop talk 
I've, of course, been hyperfixating on a bunch of D&D stuff because of Baldur's Gate 3. We don't have to talk about D&D, um, but we could talk about... I mean, we don't want to burn pod. <laughs> dude, dude, I'll just say this as, like, here's a thing we want to do. Uh, you know, okay. I've been wanting to, like, do this off mic with Nora a little bit, but I'll do this on mic with you because that's sort of how your dynamic and Nora's dynamic with me is a little different. Um... I kind of want to just, like, it's a new year. I am, you know, I, t- I took that month off from podcasting last last year. And, you know, the holidays, things were crazy. And it should be back to normal now. I feel generally like I need to take stock of the pods I'm doing. Or I need to rethink, like how I go about making content or something and not for like workload reasons. Like it was when I took my break more just like, you know, stairwells is on again, off again. How do we get it? You know, how do we like make that better? Um, Some of this is just, there was like, I mean, for stairwells in particular, there were the holidays. Mm -hmm. There's now this like sickness stuff. I'm also just anticipating, like I had therapy today and was talking to my therapist about like, just podcasting schedules are fucked up right now Mm. for me. Yeah. And some of it is like for entirely good and like understandable reasons. Connor is getting married soon and there's like times because also uh, his wife to be Mm -hmm. Sarah is like flying to Florida to like do planning stuff. So there's Mm. also a certain amount of like wanting to balance all of that. Um, so anyway, um, like Ghost Divers has been like not the normal every other weekend mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. you know, we've been like having ones where we'll do like two weeks in a row we'll record and stuff. Um, and that's on top of it getting all messed up with sickness and, uh, holidays and everything. Uh-huh. So, um, like Puton is pretty easy to do, but we'll still probably have to like bank an episode or two yeah for like when it's actually wedding time yeah um so yeah there's like all that that stuff in the mix what are the um you two aren't the type that are gonna record a pod at the at the wedding as a bit no I, there's I, not I, enough people there like at like you know you and nora have a wedding and a bunch of people are there there's a pod happening M has a wedding you know that's far off but like if if m got married there'd be a bunch of podcaster people there and we'd all record something and the audio would be sure, off, sure. awful i think this came up on elf at one point okay okay yeah but you and connor are just not the type i've listened i have never listened to a podcast that was recorded at a wedding i've recorded i've listened to a couple podcasts that are like the yeah the reception just wrapped up and me and my homeboy are back in the hotel and we're doing a little debrief you know yeah <clears throat> Um, yeah, I don't think we're going to be recording anything. Yeah. Um, so I find it more likely if you were getting married, I find it more likely that you and Connor would record something at your wedding than you and Connor recording something at Connor's wedding. I don't know why that is, but it feels right in my heart. Yeah. Maybe it's because I really don't know Connor other than like his opinions about anime and things like that. Like we've grabbed, like we've 
eaten dinner with Connor. Like, it's not like yeah. he's a stranger to me. I'm just like, I guess I don't really know anything about his life other than what's in podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. I mean, I'll be fine, but like, I don't think it'll. We might have to figure out something with stairwells around that time because I'll be traveling. Yeah, sure. I don't think it's gonna interfere with Longfire. Um. But yeah, there's just like all that kind of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. That's like additional stuff. I think also there's been a certain amount of things that are just a little disrupted because like you have a new work schedule and you've had it for a while now. Yeah. But like there's also just been things that have been uneven with holidays and everything too. Yeah. Um But yeah, I just feel like I don't know, it's like it's like a new year and I kind of just you know a thing I feel bad about sometimes, and I mostly these days I'm just like, yeah, it is what it is. It's how we've operated this network for years. I have a tendency, other people who I might be married to have a tendency to start and not finish out projects, you know? Yeah. Or or start projects that we think are just going to go into infinity and, and, and peter out. And it's fine, you know? Sometimes I think it's annoying because we've got, like, eight different feeds for things that could just be export audio, but, you know. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's like, intentional, like, stuff with Ruby... Yeah, like newbie ended for a reason, which was really bad stuff from Rooster Teeth, just making doing that podcast less appealing. Yeah, um, you know some of some of yeah some of it I feel fine about, but this is I think this is I don't know that Nora and I talked about it super much. We probably chatted about it. I think this is why Dragon Readers is just in the export feed rather than being its own thing because we have too many feeds, you know, mm-hmm. and that's that's fine. I'm not saying we need to like consolidate it. I just need for me. To sort of, like, look around, write down a list, what are the podcasts that I make? Because I don't even know in my head what podcasts do I make. I know I make Ornate Stairwells. I know I make Coffee and Comic Books. I know that I make podcasts with Nora of some kind, you know? Yeah. Um. So I just kind of need to take stock um, and just, like, I feel like I just need to, like, find something that'll help get my creative spark, you know? Yeah. And it's hard to think of those things that aren't just give myself a new project, give myself more work to do. Like, like, you know, um, if I had all the money in the world, you know, I'd love to start doing video stuff. You oh, know? yeah. I mean, if I could just pivot to, like, my job being content creation, to use the, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. word that is... You know, doesn't feel great to say, but is also basically what it would be do. Yeah. I'd be doing. I would like have a VTuber rig. I I would love to make video, um, and because I think it's more popular than podcasting. Just to be like perfectly honest, and and because there's there's stuff, you know, a lot of the stuff that we currently do would work in video. You know. Yeah. Um, it's just going the extra mile of, you know putting the things that we currently make onto YouTube, it's like a not an insignificant amount of work, you know? Yeah. Um, especially just with, like, depression stuff, anxiety stuff, you know, work, everything. Like, just yesterday, I put up an episode of Coffee and Comic Books that we recorded three weeks ago. I've got another one that we've recorded that I need to put up, and I didn't even remember to fucking tweet about the episode today, you know? And it's, it's fine. I'm not saying any of this to be like, Oh, woe is me, and my well, life is a 
making content as a hobby that I don't get paid enough for, but I do get paid a pretty good sum of money, and so I can't stop, and I really appreciate all the people who do. But it's also not enough for me to do more than I already do. <laughs> I just realized I have to, to edit Ghost Divers for tomorrow tonight. That's rough. Yeah. I'm gonna try and do that during like work as like because you can just like run the processing and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, I had a very busy day at work. So mm. I had one of those weird days where I was not busy, but there was always something happening. Yeah, you know. Um. Anyway, this all stemmed from me slightly alluding to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So talking about to to go back to my hyperfixation being. I'm I'm kind of because of Baldur's Gate three. We should I okay. Compartmentalizing, organizing thoughts. <laughs> because of Baldur's Gate three, um, and because I'm married to the person who I am married to, I've been thinking a lot about Dungeons and Dragons lately. I think on Sunday this week, Nora and I just grabbed down her three point five handbook, the monster manual. We grabbed um, the Pathfinder core rule book, you know, just like a, a bunch of like D and D books that she. Pathfinder's not a D and D book, but you know what I mean. But it is a D and D book. It says three point five compatible on the back. Yeah. <laughs> it's a D and D book. Um, we're we're just and we're flipping through and we're just like, oh, look at this cool Eldritch Knight. If only Eldritch Knights were actually cool <laughs> in Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> you know. Oh, look at this cool like duelist guy. You know, Dungeons and Dragons, you've got all your... In 3.5, you got all your prestige classes, and she's showing me all this art, and I think the Dungeon Master's Guide of these prestige classes that are pretty cool. And and something that Nora has wanted to do for a very long time is some sort of podcast about, like, Dungeons and Dragons as a cultural object, like, as a historical object, and as a, like book that you buy on some level you know like i walk into barnes noble and i grab the player's handbook off the shelf or you know i don't me i don't know if it's 1993 i want to go buy dungeons and dragons where do i go to buy that like i don't comic book shop okay that makes sense that's Um, where that's where i was getting it all from um and so with it like Really close to the Simpsons comic book shop owner guy owned it. Mm-hmm. Um, you always knew if the comic book shop was open because parked outside would be his van with a giant Green Lantern sticker on it. Oh, like, I was like huge decal. I was so hoping you'd say wizard. I was so no. hoping you would say wizard. No, um, Green Lantern is so lame. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, and so, yeah, Nora has wanted to do that for a long time, like over a year, that project has sort of taken a bunch of different like shapes and forms, and we've never really figured out a made a way to make it work. And then, you know, you were sort of interested in doing it as well. Um, and that had just been coming up a little more recently, and I'm now getting interested in wanting to do it. And this is not, we're starting this project. But yeah. this is, like, you know, like, we have ideas, this is a thing in the air, but it's, like, you know, it's adding more work to our schedule. And so, yeah, I just, I want to find, 
I want to make this work. I also want to, like, you know, not just put stuff on us, or I don't want to, we do three episodes of this and stop, you know, or, or we do three episodes of this and stop, and that's an intentional decision we make before time. I mean, I assume we would do five, because we would read... I assume we would do seven, because we'd read Chainmail, we'd read Zero Edition, and then we'd read the five editions, and, you know... Nora really wants to read Chainmail. Yeah. <laughs> that's a thing I know about my wife. Um, um... So, yeah. I'm just... I am feeling reflective about podcasting lately and it's kind of directionless and weird it, i'm also feeling this because it's like neither of us are super movie mode on stairwells and it's it's not like i think the strike just kind of like well i have like had this impulse but one i just like always run up against like i i don't have weekends like my friends have weekends mm-hmm I don't even really have evenings like most of my friends have evenings. And that's before you factor in how much I do podcasting on evenings. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, I get home from work. Like, even if I drive in and then drive home and I get home at 5, I am, like, making dinner and taking care of a, a kid. Mm-hmm. And all of that. And it's usually going to go until, like, 8, 8.30 when I get the kid into bed. And depending on how much... Other people are helping with, like, getting the kid to bed. I have a certain amount of dishes. There are nights where it's, like, 9, 30, 10. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I can finally do something for, like, an hour before I should go to bed. Because mm-hmm. I have to wake up at, like, 5 yeah. or 6. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah. And you just, you can't fit in a movie mm-hmm. in an hour. And it's also just, you know, I think both of us are feeling, like, kind of mentally taxed in a way where, like, Playing video games is, like, soothing, you know? I mean, I haven't even been gaming that much. Like, truly, I've just been... But the other thing is, too, I will get a little window of time, even if it's, like, two hours where I could watch a movie, Mm -hmm. where I have time where I can just do something by myself that's Mm -hmm. not, like, something I have to find to do with a kid. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I should... I don't want to just completely lose momentum with Final Fantasy VIII and not beat Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah. So I'll plug away at it for like an hour or two and yeah. you know. Yeah. Um So yeah, I'm I lately in particular it's like cuz I also have these things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like these specific things that I want to do. I have this like general movie mode impulse, but it's like I really want to just finish like the perfect grade RX782 that I started like yeah. early last year, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um my collection of like two build models did grow over the holidays. Um, it's, it's getting a little out of hand. I must yeah, say. I really, I'm at this point of like, I have to build stuff before I get stuff, but like, like I have the victory Gundam, the victory <gasps> Two Gundam specifically. Um, I got that. Uh, <sighs> what? There's some other one. Oh, the, uh, <laughs> Gal Gygar. I got the real grade Gal Gygar. Mm-hmm. Just today, I had, like, pre-ordered it, and it took forever for them to, like, get it to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have the, the Momo Kapool, which is very funny, because it's a little Kapool. Like, it's a Kapool piloted by a littler Kapool. <laughs> um, it's from one of the, like, build ones. Oh, okay. Sure, but, sure, sure, sure. Um, it's, like, the only Kapool model that you can get anymore that's, like, you know, still being printed. Uh-huh. 
it's not just you buying like a kit from the 90s or something that's... right <coughs> but anyway uh so i'm like oh i should like work on that i want to like finish final fantasy 8 um i have stuff that i'm reading i want to like make progress in the stuff that i'm like actively reading i haven't even picked up uh earthsea and I want to, like, actually read Earthsea, which I'm not going to be able to read that along with the podcast. I just don't have the time that's, to read everything yeah, along with happening. that podcast. Um, so I just also have to decide if I'm going to stop listening to Shelf by Genre so I can, like, listen when I... I think you should just listen yeah. to it. I don't... But I also just really want to read it, and I'm like... <sighs> yeah. Well, all this to say, I just... I don't have free time in the way that... I'll, even my super busy podcasting all the time friends have free time. Because I just have a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. um... Truly, most of the stuff that I do when I have free time is podcasting stuff and specifically, like, what the what the homework is for the podcast right. and recording the podcast. Right. So... And so, like... As far as stairwells goes... If we can get to watching one movie a week, yeah. and that's just the podcast movie, I think I think we'll sort of find our rhythm again. Like, I think the Barry Lyndon episode was fucking fantastic, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like, we still we still have it, it's just that the, the, the drive isn't there to watch other movies, and I think that can come when it will. That can come yeah. when we have or, the time. You don't have the drive, I have the drive, and I don't have the, the ability. Yeah, yeah. And, and and that can that'll come back around, you know. Yeah. There's a season for all things. I just want to get us to we're watching the one movie for the podcast every week to at least sort of just like keep the engine running, you know? Yeah. Um and um I think that'll be good. That's part of why we were debating not recording tonight, and I was like, well, we should we should record and we should pick like two or three movies that we're just we're excited to watch. So this is the other thing is I know friend of the show, Aiden, is a huge fan of the straight story. I know, like, and Aiden is one of the people whose taste I just trust the absolute most out of anyone who, like, listens to the show and writes in and stuff. Sorry to the rest of you. Just Aiden has good taste. (laughs) Also, I don't probably don't talk to most of you as much as I talk to Aiden. (laughs) Anyway, um... I don't feel like either of us are pumped about the straight story, and I think that has more to do with the weirdness of our David Lynch project, maybe, than... I feel like you were feeling this more than I was. You are, you've are you been a lot more down about watching the straight story, and I'm just like, let's just watch the straight story, let's just do it. Like, I get I'm like not this. expecting to be excited. I'm not expecting for me to go in and have the, the experience that we had when we watched... Um, it's not Wild Hearts. Wild at Heart. Yeah. Um, where I was like, this might be the best. This might be the best David Lynch movie. Uh-huh. I don't think that's going to happen to me with the straight story. Just knowing what I know about the straight story. It could happen with Inland Empire. It could. It, genuinely, yeah. I think Inland Empire might have it. You know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. My worry with In- Inland Empire is that it'll be a little too shaggy around the edges. It'll tip from the shaggy around the edges that I want. Into the two shaggy around the edges, because that's kind. I of, just know in many ways it feels like an unfinished movie. That's kind of why I think it might have the juice. Yeah. That like I, I and I just I need I need to experience for myself. Is it actually going to do that tip, or uh-huh. is it going to be in that nice sweet spot? But 
um, did, I, I mentioned this to you. I didn't say this on the podcast. Um, I realized like three weeks ago that if we had done Twin Peaks for Ghost Divers, it would have been one, we would have done it. Yeah. Two, it would have been fucking great. We would have crushed it. <laughs> um, we could have even done, I think if we were doing Twin Peaks for Ghost Divers, we probably could have done season one, go do a season of anime. Season two, yeah. go do a season of anime. Uh, I just had this realization, we're not going to go back. You know, um, yeah. we live inside a dream. Um, yeah. I guess the the one thing where, we, where that would happen mm-hmm. is if Connor decides to pick Twin Peaks. If Connor organically picked Twin Peaks. Yeah. Or in 25 years, we'll do Twin Peaks. Whichever comes first. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you in 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's still, I, I, I talk shit about Twin Peaks on this podcast because we got burnt out. It's still like my favorite thing. No, I, I feel like I don't even talk shit about Twin Peaks. I fucking love Twin Peaks. It's really just, this is not a TV podcast. No, no. You know? It's just not a TV podcast. Um, I, I fucking loved Ikoku Nikki, and I thought we had fun doing Ikoku Nikki, and also I was getting towards the end of it, and I was like, god damn, I'm, I'm like done talking about this thing. Yeah. On this podcast. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Ghost Divers, I can happily go for 10 episodes talking. In the case of Nana, 21 episodes is what it's going to be in the end. Um... But that's also my favorite thing, so of course I can yeah. I can go along. But like, you know, there there are some ones where we have like a twelve episode series or something. I, and I'm getting towards the end, and I'm like, I'm a I'm a little bit done talking about like Ghost in the Shell or whatever. You know? Can I can I tell a quick anecdote about your child? Sure. The other day, your your child wanted to play Sonic Forces on my Steam Deck, which I I have I have shown the kid Sonic Adventure Two, Sonic Frontiers, and Sonic Forces. Kid's favorite is Sonic Forces, without a doubt. Um, so I was showing, I was showing them, or they were playing Sonic Forces on my Steam Deck, and I was like, "Oh, you should log in to your mama's profile, um, so that um, it's got your save on there." And I, I go to the change account screen. I'm like, "Okay, click on Mama's one," and they're like, "Which one?" I'm like, "Oh, you know, Mama's." And they're like, "Which one?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, you don't know Nana on site." I just assumed that the kid would have been around you enough that they just see Nana, they know Nana, and they're like, that's Mama. The thing is, <laughs> I feel like people have this expectation that, like, I'm just, like, constantly talking about Nana with everyone. You are wearing a Nana shirt right I, now. I am wearing a Nana shirt right now. Uh-huh. But, like, it was months of therapy before I brought up Nana. <laughs> <laughs> Despite the fact that Nana talks in many ways about forms of trauma that I have. It was months. I never bring up the way of kings. Most of my coworkers have no idea about Nana. Sure. I should get back to therapy. That's really what this whole conversation is about. Yeah, the big thing is you should get back to therapy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I... Well, so the other thing is we might do not as a podcast at all. Just a tabletop role-playing thing oh yeah we're organizing a blades in the dark game with um yeah with grace um which i'm really looking forward to um it is just another thing that will will eat up some of my time but i it's it's what i want more than like to do a podcast right now i would love like on one hand (coughs) 
Because I don't even think this is a me thing. Like, I don't even think this is a... I conceptualize the world in terms of productivity. Um, I think this is like a societal thing. Of I think sometimes about we're getting this place in the dark game organized. And I'm like, oh, that's time I could be doing, you know, whatever with. Um, but we're not going to be recording it. The thing we've done is we found a reason for four friends to hang out twice a month, once a month, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, that doesn't necessitate a uh, microphone and commitment to an audience. Yeah. Either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is the way that I often get friends to hang out with me regularly. I uh, and then talk in therapy about the weird thing where I have trauma about feeling like work, but then I make all of my friends do work with me so that they'll hang out with me regularly. <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> I would feel so much worse about playing my Baldur's Gate three character in uh, Blades in the Dark if we were doing it for an <clears throat> audience. <laughs> yeah. Um, I bet I would fucking fucking crush it at actual play, but I bet I would not. I, I, I'm so anxious. Every tabletop situation I've ever been in, um, but there's, like, reasons for that that aren't going on air. Anyway, um, uh, do-do-do-do-do, I was gonna say, oh, yeah, I just, you and M, I was chatting with you and M, and I think Molly, too, about, like, I had this therapist recently that I saw once, and it was, like, weird... Because I felt like, I didn't feel like we were talking about me all that much. We were kind of just talking about how to manage my symptoms of anxiety, you know? Yeah. And that was helpful, and I kind of feel like I should go back to this person, because it's like, you know, maybe the more I get to know them, the more they get to know me, we'll figure it out. But it was also just like, I don't know, it just did not feel like a very deep conversation, and I think that's maybe what I'm looking for. And also, I thought I thought you and M had very good advice about it. It it doesn't need to be, you know. It can just be like, I'm having trouble managing my symptoms of anxiety. Can we talk about coping strategies? Can we talk about, you know, what have I done this week that was helpful for coping or whatever? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just I should I should get back to therapy because I feel like a lot of stuff eating at me, and um, I miss the thing where I can talk about it with someone who is impartial, you know? There's a, there's a lot of stuff going on with me that I feel comfortable talking to Nora about, or to Molly about, or to Em about, or you about, you know? Um, there's, or Jackson, you know, um, that sounded so dismissive to Jackson in a way I did not mean. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it like that. Jackson just often got their own thing going on that's like yeah. a lot. Yeah. 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 Um <laughs> Um so but but like all of you are like people who I also have to talk about like like I'll text Molly like oh I'm eating pizza, you know. Yeah. It's not therapy's nice because it's like here's a person who I'm just talking about these things with, you know. Yeah, I forget if I sent to you. I know I sent it to to Emily. Uh, I saw a TikTok that was 
Uh, the thing that they don't tell you about therapy is That's when you have a when you have a bad week, they're gonna talk you through your bad week, and when you have a good week, they're gonna talk you through the worst moments in your fucking life. <laughs> And that's sort of what I'm looking for. It was yeah. not the vibe I was picking up. Yeah. I, th- I I think I think I should have given this person more of a chance, but you know, I didn't. Yeah. And I could certainly schedule more visits with her, but I think maybe I just <coughs> need to like, you know, go on this trip this weekend. And um, I've still got like eight more th- free therapy visits through work. And then you know, I told them, hey, please only give me people that take my insurance. So yeah. Um. Um, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things, too, where you just kind of have to, like, know what it is that you kind of need. Yeah. Um, because I feel like, and sometimes that it might surprise you Mm -hmm. what it is, because I feel like I was starting to go to therapy again and just wanting the thing that's like, here's the different ways to, like, cope with the symptoms. Mm -hmm. But I think the truth is that quite often I am able to function and like you know push symptoms down or whatever in some way yeah uh and the therapist that i have right now is a lot of like the attachment therapy mm-hmm. uh like attachment theory of of uh which especially for someone with neglect or trauma is probably a good form of therapy yeah um and a lot of that is like hey a lot of coping mechanisms can be like a really insular thing and what you might actually need is to, like, not do the thing where you're, like, going to handle it and, like, be on your own, but instead I mean, do the I mean, thing where you're going to reach out to people and, like, get help from people, because that's the way you're actually going to heal. That's the thing, like, on Monday of this week, I was like, I'm not up to watching a movie for stairwells, so I'm just canceling tonight, I just want to, like, lay in bed, and, like, I laid in bed and watched TikTok for, like, an hour, and then I went and played, like, two hours of Baldur's Gate, and then I went to sleep too late, you know? And I text you the next day, I'm like, that was a really stupid idea of me. I should have gone and watched a movie and spent time with my friend. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, what were we fucking talking about before we got on to therapy? I don't know. We're going to do a tabletop game. It's going to be fun. Th- yeah, yeah, I'm excited about it. Um. The fact that that's actually getting off the ground has decreased. Because I tweeted before that that there's like an 80% chance that we were going to do this D&D podcast. I feel like it's dropped to like 50 now. Yeah. But it, it might it might bell curve. It might go like yeah. 80 to 50 to 40. And then we get like six months into this tabletop game and we're like, oh, you know what? Like, On the off weeks from the from the, from the the game, we're going <laughs> to... Yeah. Um, I do feel like right now, just me being honest about my like time commitments, if we did do that podcast, it would be like monthly or every other week or something. Oh, it would 100% be monthly. And honestly, the reason I said I, my idea was you, me and Nora is it's like, it's a monthly thing. And you know what? This month, Connor's getting married. It's just me and Nora. Oh, this month, you know, Autumn's going to go see family. It's just Nora and Nia, Um, you know. Um, it is funny though because you've been so Baldur's Great, uh, Baldur's Gate three brained, and it's you been... you talk about Baldur's Gate three to me a lot whenever we converse now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and I and I play it off as I'm a little bit bored in part because I've heard a lot of this stuff already from uh-huh. Nerissa Ravencroft. Sure, um, sure, 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 sure. So there's also a certain amount of where I'm just like, yeah, it's Baldur's Gate three. It's the new game. Uh-huh. Uh, there's also this way that I I feel like uh. 
you know, being honest with myself, I'm sometimes slightly dismissive of the video game forms of Dungeons and Dragons because I'm like, so much of what tabletop is and even Dungeons and Dragons to me is, is like a level of uh, possibility that goes beyond what a video game can do. And so the video games always feel more, to me, my experience of every Dungeons and Dragons video game I've played, I think... I, there might be like an exception or something where it's just like truly f- doing its own fucking thing, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. but it's been like, <coughs> um, because it's trying to like do all the rules of Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. it actually feels more mired in the things that I don't like about the combat and everything else. Uh-huh. Cause all of that's constantly happening and there's no GM there to just recognize that what you need to do is to hand wave some things away right now. The the thing, so I've been watching um, Fantasy High the last couple days at work because I realized I'm working from home. No one knows or cares if I'm watching YouTube all day. Yeah. Um, I'm getting my work done. Like it's chill. Um, I don't know. I guess, I guess we've got like our first evaluations with my boss coming up soon. Maybe he'll be like, I've been seeing how much YouTube you watch. He doesn't seem like that kind of guy. He seems like if he knows how much YouTube I'm watching, he'll just be like, hey, you should uh, watch less YouTube, you know? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're uh, at home. If you just, like, do it on a tablet so it's not on the work computer. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, um, I've been watching Fantasy High, and it's really hammering home how different... There's the tabletop game, which is the, the DM and six players having a conversation and there's roles that sort of like move that conversation in certain directions, you know, Yeah. as opposed to the video game that I'm playing is like, Ooh, I love XCOM two. Yes. Give me the tactics yeah. video game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. playing XCOM two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the thing is too, there's like maybe some, some exceptions, but I truly believe in my heart nobody who like sits down at a table to play Dungeons and Dragons is actually playing all of the rules of Dungeons and Dragons as written. Yeah. Even the most like fucking rules lawyery grognard fucking like D and D players are still sitting down and probably fudging something with like the way magic works or something. Yeah. It's just, it's impossible to, to do yeah. everything. Every single D and D table I've ever sat at has been its own homebrew. I and you so- like, it's part of what makes D and D both, so wildly popular, uh, work for so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like, you just really got to fucking find the people who are going to play the way you want to play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause when, when you all sit down at a table and you're like, all right, we're going to play blades in the dark. That's like already conveyed a certain thing about what the table is even going to be uh-huh. before you get there. Yeah. What the people are, what they, when you sit down and say D and D, uh-huh. Oh, you can it, you can have the person who like they barely want to roll. Well, combat's hardly ever going to happen. It's mostly role playing. There's probably a lot of fucking happening. You also <laughs> have the table where it's like the most intense just like we're crunching numbers, we're doing math, we're doing incredibly we have the whole tactics combat set up as a bunch of little figures uh-huh, on a table. Uh-huh. Both of those exist in the spectrum that is Dungeons and Dragons and that's why it's so popular. It's also why I think doing the, as somebody who played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons, because this is really the thing, we, as always, have gone on a tangent. 
But like you've been talking to me a lot about Dungeons and Dragons or about Baldur's Gate three uh-huh. and D and D sort of broadly as yeah. a result of that. And you have realized how much I know about Dungeons and Dragons yes. and how much I've played it in a way that you don't consciously think about. Yes, you're like aware that I played D and D when I was a kid. I'm aware that like you gave Nora a bunch of D and D books that you had that replaced some of her collection that was lost in various moves. Yeah, you know, or like her three point five handbook was a soft cover. We still have it. It's beat to hell. You gave her a nice hardcover. That, yeah. That's the one we were looking at the other day. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I knew, logically, oh, Nia had a D&D phase. You know? I did not know that it was, like... You didn't know that I still knew Thacko and how you calculate Thacko. Yeah. In my bones. Yeah. <laughs> that if you put, uh, like... Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, second edition, character sheet in front of me, and it has all the little numbers on it. I'll just know what to fucking do. <laughs> You'll be like, all right, now attack the dragon. And I'll be like, I'm not even going to bother because I know that the armor class, I can't hit it with my Thacko. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need like two different wizards casting incantations on me to boost. Mm-hmm. To give me bonuses, which is going to actually get subtractive. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the other thing is, like, because of Baldur's Gate three being the thing that's like kind of gotten me into this, or, or that has gotten me into this, and also because like I'm me, I've now like my brain is less focused on, um the rules of Dungeons and Dragons and more just like, there's so many settings that they've come up with over the years and just wanting to know more about like wanting to know more about Planescape or Faerun as settings. I Can I tell you this really dumb fucking shit I read on the internet yesterday? Sure. If you have to. I, I googled does Drizzt show up in Baldur's Gate 3? Yeah. And I, the first result was a Reddit thread where people were like, I can't believe Drizzt doesn't show up in Baldur's Gate 3. Ari Salvatore must own rights to Drizzt. There must have been a rights issue um, where Hasbro couldn't put... Are you fucking morons? Hasbro owns Drizzt Dorden. Are you fucking <laughs> joking? <laughs> <coughs> There's no way <laughs> that Wizards of the Coast... Let somebody else have Drizzed. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't fucking happen. <laughs> um, there he is. Yeah. The man, the myth, the legend. Um, can you scroll up on this here fandom.wiki page? Can you give me the 4E Drizzed here? Um, right, right there. Oh, okay. Lame. Give me the third one. Yeah. Yeah. Give me the second... Okay, that's a weird guy, but okay. God, this one just... Yeah, man. I've, I fucking love old sci-fi and fantasy stuff. Oh, there he is on the cover of the Crystal Shard. Yeah. Which I guess would be a first edition game. Yeah, or a first edition book. Yeah. Weird. Um, I, mm, I think 5E's might be the worst of these. 4E's also pretty bad, though. I My ranking would go... Third edition, fifth edition, second edition, first edition, fourth edition. Um, I, I, (laughs) there's a, there's a lot of like personality that has been sanded off of, um, 
science fiction and fantasy artwork um, in the last 20 years. Um, just not to be a boomer all the time, but if you look at like 70s SFF drawings of shit, <laughs> like, there's yeah. just a lot of there's a lot of good stuff. I can just look at an old drawing of Elric and be happy in a way that like, you know, doesn't happen in in an age where all of these things need to be adaptable into visual media easily, you know? Yeah. There's like a uh, uh, <laughs> an obnoxious amount of Edward Elric on this page. <laughs> yeah. Um There there is a way that like I feel like now in particular there's like a, a very specific like Wizards of the, Wizards of the Coast, like Dungeons and Dragons, Magic the Gathering fantasy yeah. style. Yeah, I feel like there's a house style to Magic the Gathering that has evolved over, you know, the last 30 years. And that style um, has sort of I sorry, I clicked on this because I hadn't seen this art for yeah. the Dreaming City before. That's the only reason. Um, man, holy shit. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about this one. Yeah. I don't know. That's the, that. so, so, um, it's got a little bit of, I'm trying to remember the name, the Final Fantasy illustrator guy vibes. It does have, I think that actually might be a mono art. I think that might actually be a mono art. I do recall looking this up at a certain point. Um, so, so these three volumes that I think were put out by Penguin could be wrong about that. Um, it's weird, right? So this one, this first one, Elric of Melnibene. Elric of Melnimine and then the second one, Stormbringer, collect m- the... Don't oh, you mean Stormbringer? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the the quote-unquote original um, Elric stories, which is everything from um, the Dreaming City published in 1963 to the Revenge of the Rose published in 1991. And it collects them in um, chronological order. So, like, there's four books in each of these collections. Elric of Melnimine came out in 1970. The Fortress of the Pearl came out in 1989. The Sailors on the Seas, the Sailor on the Seas of Fate came out in 1972. The Weird of the White Wolf came out in 1975. But it's co- the Weird of the White Wolf is collecting stories that were published in 1964. You know, um, and so it's been bouncing around a lot. All that to say that I got to. Stormbringer, which is published in like 68, I want to say, and was Moorcock's original last Elric story. It's the war, it's the story where Elric dies. And all the Elric fans online, all 12 of us, really fucking love Stormbringer. People lose their shit about Stormbringer. And I'm like, Man, these people have overhyped this shit for me. I'm not going to be as into this as everybody else is. This is a bummer. Uh, especially because, okay, 1963 to 1964, this is really early in Elric. Like, he wrote this. This is like some of the first stories he read. And go if I, when I went back and read The Dreaming City, the first Elric story, that story sucks ass. Like, the first five Elric stories suck shit. And so when I saw that the Stormbringer is like one of the earliest stories he wrote, um, I was like, this is going to blow. Can I tell you something, my friend? Stormbringer fucking rips. Yeah. You texted me about how good Stormbringer was. (laughs) (laughs) Elric 
goes and meets with the dead god, and he's like, Elric, you have to give me your sword, or the world will end. And Elric is like, you stole my wife, though. And the and the dead god is like, I don't, who fucking cares about your wife? The world's gonna end. Give me the sword. <laughs> um, and Elric's like, okay, I'll give you the sword. Psych! Boom! He kills this dead god. And he goes back to the guy who sent him on this quest, and the guy's like, yeah, the world's gonna end, but here's all these really good reasons that it's gonna end, and here's all these reasons that you, Elric, are gonna be the one to do it, and Elric is like, damn, that's fucked up, I guess I gotta go end the world now. Which I knew, I had been spoiled on the fact that at the end of this, Elric was going to bring about, like, the end of all things. Like, the the end of the universe. I did not know that, like, a month before he does that, somebody tells him, yeah, and you, like, you gotta go do it, and you gotta go be sad about it the whole time. And Elric is like, I'm so good at brooding, bruh. Don't even sweat it, dog. I'm so good at brooding. <laughs> um, I love this motherfucker so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's the Elric minute. I need them to start... Oh, oh, oh. One last Elric thing. So, I'm at the end of Stormbringer, the second of the collection. Stormbringer. Stormbringer. The second of the omnibuses, and also the title of one of the books contained in those omnibuses, there's a third omnibus of things he put out in the 2000s that don't fit in the timeline very neatly. I have no fucking clue what those are going to be, because... What is that noise? I thought, like, one of our phones was making noises or something. Yeah, um, I don't know. I thought that it was going to be like the, the 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 stories that are in that third collection. This this stuff he wrote in the two thousands. They're the Dream Thief's Daughter, which is a follow up on the Fortress of the Pearl, the White Wolf's Son. That the White Wolf is Elric, and then the third one is called the Strailing Tree or Elric in America. How does Elric get to America? I don't fucking know. What does that mean? On a boat, presumably. Apparently, uh, the, the, or maybe on a dragon, possibly on a dragon. I think the dragons are all dead. Um, well, there's still some, but when he blows in America, it, so so. The one little synopsis thing I read is that he stops in Iceland before he gets to America, so he's on some Viking shit. That's all yeah. I know. Maybe there were dragons in America, and Elric took care of it. The albino in America, right? Yeah. I love all the Elric fans who are like, why is there no Elric movie? First of all, because there's 12 of us. Second of all, because it would suck ass and no one wants to make it. <laughs> Third of all, because no one wants to work with my Michael Moorcock. He's kind of an asshole. That's my, yeah. That's my Elric minute. Yeah. Thank you for listening. I just I'm very excited about Stormbringer. Um Now what's the Brando Sando one? The man, what about the Brando Sando? The Storm whatever or something bringer. Well, so one of one of the things that um Brando Sando has taken from Michael Moorcock is uh his love of nounverber. Yeah. So Brandon has many noun verbers that you could be referring to. You could be talking about Warbreaker. You could be talking about um, Oathbringer. 
you could be talking about. Yeah, it's probably in my head. Uh, Stormlight Oathbringer. Yeah, Stormbringer, yeah. Stormbringer. I I'm pretty sure Oathbringer is deliberately named as an homage to Stormbringer. Um, it's funny because Brandon is an avowed Morcock fan, and he does have little homages to Morcock. He's a fan of Morcock. From what I read, he didn't seem like he was that into Morcock. Are you happy with yourself? <laughs> it seemed like you maybe thought there could be a little less cock. <laughs> that was the 2000s. It was different then. Bush was president. Uh, Warbreaker is so I'm... fucking good. Is this the actual cover? I've never seen this before. A yes and no. Okay. I believe Warbreaker, as an experiment, he wrote chapter by chapter on his blog, and I believe that was the cover that was running on his blog at the time. I don't know that that's the actual for realsies cover. It's bad if it is. Um. Yeah. I, I've never liked that cover. Um. This is the one from the audiobook I read, which is also not good, but... Yeah. I don't know. Wow. Warbreaky. Um, we never did the thing where we picked out a couple movies to, to watch. I mean, we have this list from before. Not that any of these are necessarily any more exciting to us. I don't know. I would, I would really like to watch The Blue Angel. Movie rules. Um. I'm pretty sure, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I'm pretty sure that's the one where Marlena Dietrich, uh, eats an apple with a knife. Yeah. Um, and it's just the kind of, like, menacing hot energy that I want to embody in my life. <laughs> um, I'm just double checking. Oh, shit. I always do this. So I have my phone set to go, like, black and white mode after 9 p.m. so that I can, like, wind down. But it also shuts down most of my apps. Um, so I was going to just turn it off to pull up. Uh, letterbox, so I could look at some movies we'd maybe be interested in watching. Is there anything? Is there anything at all recent that we we're interested in watching? I think the answer is no. I just thought I'd throw it out there. Um, I mean, at some point it'd be fun to watch Pegasus. I know that's that one that Em really liked. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, for sure. But just jot down Pegasus in the title column. We can yeah. fill out all the information later. Um. I'm, I don't think I want to do an episode of Benedetta, but I do want to try and watch that at some point. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm scrolling through New From Friends, and it's mostly movies that have been talked about on Abnormal Mapping. Other than Crystal watched Point Blank. What's Point Blank again? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is uh, the same director as Zardoz and uh, uh, yeah. Excalibur. Crystal gave it four stars. That could be good. He thrived on two kinds of people, his victims and his women. After being double-crossed and left for dead, a mysterious man named Walker single-mindedly tries to re retrieve the, the rather inconsequential sum of money that was stolen from him. This is a great candidate for Autumn Overexplains a noir movie. <laughs> um, 
What else we got? What's in the popular with... <laughs> Sorry, I just saw... I saw Blade and it reminded me of a funny TikTok. Did you see the funny TikTok about Blade today? No. Did Nora, send this? Nora sent me a funny TikTok um, where Blade's lawyer is talking to him. And he's like, you just killed 15 white people. They were vampires. <laughs> he's like, well, they never go out in the sun. And his lawyer's like, yeah, white people. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm trying to see if uh... I'm opening up my watch list on Letterboxd. Do I have anything good in here? What's in here? I don't use this function very much, so yeah, I'm really bad at putting stuff in there. Um, occasionally I will have for some reason, and then I'll get the email that's like it's now streaming on this, and I'll be like, "What?" Yeah. Um, I. Um, you know me, I would love to watch some more, um, uh, you know, Hong Kong cinema. And I found this on my watch list, Flowers of Shanghai, directed by Ho Shao Shen. Um, that looks good. Yeah. Um, it might not quite be the vibe, because it looks like just kind of a sad, slow movie. It feels like... Oh, we watch like two fun movies and then we like watch Flowers of Shanghai. Um, something like that. Yeah. Um Well, my battery's gonna die. I um, noticed going into the podcast that you were at like five percent and I was like, What what is wrong with you? <laughs> um Um I mean I would love to at some point watch Drive My Car. It's just such a undertaking yeah we're that's not happening until your child is like a little older <laughs> just straight up yeah um I, can you please put um throwdown directed by johnny toe on here that's another oh yeah why i watched that it was, uh, that's it was fun oh you've seen it yeah. we, we could put a different johnny toe movie on here um but i i don't know why i mean i do know why my entire um, list of my entire watch list on here is Hong Kong movies, but I also don't know why. Also, I don't know why The Ring is on here. We watched that. That movie's so good. <laughs> I never logged this. Oh, we watched Juon. We watched or we watched yeah. The Grudge. We didn't watch The Ring. Oh, the yeah, the U.S. Yeah. Um, trying to look if there's like any weird shit that I have. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for something weird. I'm looking for, what's our next Snake of June? The thing that's just, like, like no one makes movies like him, but, you know, like, what's the the thing that's just gonna be like, what did we just see? Um, can I read the synopsis to you? Yeah. A young Japanese man finds himself in the company of a strange, effeminate gay man and a girl with a seedy sexual history and who even now is pregnant again. They share a predisposition for drug use and spend time together in an old house. He refuses the advancements of the gay man, uh, who then commits suicide. When a gang administers a uh, beating to him, his father re-enters the scene and takes him home, along with the girl. However, the girl has decided to have the baby, and she goes to live with his father. That's probably one of the starry skies. Hell yeah. Put that on the list. 
Um, just one that I've been meaning to watch. Because I've heard good things about it. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe we watch, like, The Blue Angel and Puppets Under the Starry Skies as our, like, next two. Um, we watch a movie you've never seen before and watch Blues Brothers. <laughs> no? Isn't that movie, like, two and a half hours? Weren't we just saying how we don't have time to watch movies? We can watch a two and a half hour movie. Also, it's one of the greatest movies ever made. Um... Uh, I'm trying to look at, like, stuff I haven't seen before. I'm opening up a nano genre. I'm opening up... What am I opening up here? I'm opening up the nano genres on, uh, on Eel Letterboxd. Humor Crazy uh, Stitches. I don't know what this means. Um, I don't fucking know. This looks dumb. Uh, listeners, I hope you're enjoying us just scrolling through. Why is Garth Marenghi's Dark Place on Letterboxd? Oh, you've logged it. Yeah. <laughs> you have marked um I'm going to I'm going to go in here and give Dar- Garth Marenghi's Dark Place 5 stars. I feel confident in that. Who has watched Speed recently where that's showing up for me all over? Um, I don't know. Uh, oh, okay. Let me go. Let, let, I'm, I'm going to close the Letterboxd app and I'm going to go to Letterboxd.com. Letterboxd 2023 year in review. Uh, Sorry for my gross sick sounds. This is. I, I'm, I'm not going to enjoy this, but. Have you you haven't looked at this yet, have you? The Letterbox twenty twenty three year in review. No, I'm gonna just start reading the, to, to you from this, and hopefully it'll give us an idea. If, if or, anything jumps out at us, it'll it'll either give us an idea, or more likely, cause anguish that'll be enjoyable for the listeners. Um, we opened the door, clasped the hand, and followed the heron to face our past lives. We well, that gives us some sense. <laughs> we formed fight clubs and feasted on franchise delights. We concentrated our zone of interest on the intricate web of humanity and all its brutality and beauty. We hoped to fall in love like, like in movies, but theory will only take us so far. So we jumped furiously into the world, dancing in theater aisles, marching on picket lines, and t- taking people as we found them. Through it all, we were Kenuff. Um, okay. Highest rated Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Poor things? I don't know this. Um. Oh, Yorgos Lanthimos? I I don't know this. Is that Pedro Pascal? Who's that? Maybe? Um. I don't know what this is. Even a little bit. Where's the cast? Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, Willem Dafoe. Um, I don't see Pedro Pascal here. That must have been Mark Ruffalo, and I didn't. Yeah, in this very quick... Yeah, that's Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Okay. Number three, Oppenheimer. Um, keep scrolling. Genre winners. Um, Godzilla Minus One. I'd love to... I really want to watch Godzilla Minus One. We're not doing it for a podcast. Um, 
Okay, we're scrolling past because I saw uh, Guardians of the Galaxy there. Poor, Poor things, things again for highest rated rated comedy. Uh, Oppenheimer for highest rated drama. I would like to watch Oppenheimer. I'm not. We're not going to do a podcast yeah. about it. I want to see it. Um, just to see it. Highest rated fantasy. Poor things. Getting more and more tempted to watch this just because I want to know what it is. Because I've literally never heard of it until now. Highest rated horror. Talk to me. We should do like a horror movie sometime soon. Yeah. Highest rated romance. Past lives. This looks nice. Looks cute. Um, highest rated sci-fi. Poor things. There's Willem Dafoe with a lot of facial prosthetics. Um, women directors. This is cringe. Uh, highest rated narrative. Women directors. Past lives. Highest rated documentary, women directors, Hot Potato, The Story of the Wiggles. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Most popular, women directors, Barbie. <clears throat> Highest rated African film, The Blue Captain. Highest rated Asian film, Monster. Uh, Highest rated European film, Poor Things. <laughs> Highest rated North American film, Spider-Man Across the Spider- You didn't need to to give North America a category, but okay. Highest rated Oceanian film, Of an Age. Highest rated South American film, uh, Trinque Laquin. Uh, the intersection between La Flor and Twin Peaks with some enchanting mysteries. Um, that reminded me of something that I saw something about today that I wanted to watch. Spotlight on Canada, Rice Boy Sleeps. Um, Wait. This is this is boring. This is just boring. Yeah. Rice Boy Sleeps. I'm just trying to see if... I think this is completely unrelated to the <clears throat> uh, music project. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. Yeah. I feel like the bigger thing is we got to find whatever that list is again. If... M's list. M's list? M had a list? Yeah. Just Google M's list. We're opening letterbox.com. We're going to lists. Actually, I should probably search We're going to the search button. We're typing in EM underscore being. We're clicking M. We're clicking lists. We're clicking... riveting. (laughs) Shut the fuck up! Recommendations on modern movies. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know if any of this. There's nothing um that jumps out at me. Just it's. Hard. Oh, we should watch this. The clan's heir as a trans woman. Okay, sure. Hell yeah. That's just it's it's a yakuza movie about a trans woman. Do you want to watch that after the straight story? Do you want that to be our next thing after the straight story? I mean, if we can find it. We can find it. Do not worry. We can yeah. find it. <laughs> well, man. It's gone worse. With RPG gone, this shit fucking blows, dude. Um, That's Pegasus. Um, I'd love to watch Pegasus. I find Letterboxd hard sometimes because, like, the posters don't tell me much if I don't already know what the movie is, you know? Yeah. That's not a letterbox problem so much as a getting someone's attention in the modern media landscape problem. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I want to watch Happy Death Day one of these days. That's not a podcast. That's just a me thing. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to see if anything else here, like, jumps out. I was, like, lukewarm on the Green Knight when it came out, and I've only gotten colder on it since then. I want to see Barbarian. I've heard that's good. Um, What's Black Coal Thin Ice? Two former cops are investigating the series of murders that tanked their careers when the killings begin again. Put it on the list! (laughs) I I was mostly drawn in by that woman's scarf, and I was like, Black Coal Thin Ice, that's kind of a good title. (coughs) cops who are sad (laughs) um well yeah our next movie is the straight story and then after that we'll do the clan's heir as a trans woman oh who open that tab one more time real quick we do not have to do whatever that movie was um just do control shift t click on Zhang Yimou the director yeah. Hero. Okay, I was okay. like, where do I know this name from? Yeah. Um, you know what's a good movie? Hero? Hero. Yeah. Some might say, the best movie. It's up there. It sure as hell is. Did we do that on our bracket? We did that one time? I think so. Can you pull up that bracket? I don't remember what... Oh, Smooth Talk won the bracket, right. Did Smooth Talk win the bracket? Or did uh, Pastoral win the bracket? Pastoral might have won the bracket because I think people got mad at us because no one realized how much we liked Pastoral. <laughs> yeah. Because no one had guessed Pastoral was going to go that far. The thing is, Pastoral fucking rules. Yeah, it does. Talked to my therapist about Pastoral before I talked to my therapist about Nana. Oh, really? Yeah. Kiwawa Rissa is real? So are we going to get into this? Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> so there's this vibe. At the, 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 and it's not Kiwawa Risa. I was going to ask you. It's Kia Risa. That's like the Kia one that they Risa, did. Kia Risa, I've seen Or this. if you want to do it the Q, it's the Kiwawisa. Okay. Yeah. But anyway. Um, so th- there's just the vibes. Like from the get-go. Like they have good rapport. They they call and they talk all Apparently all the time. Mm-hmm. On the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and the vibes just intensified over the vacation of... Which we talked about a little bit on Around the Long Fire. Of... Um, Kiara either is like a homoromantic and squicked out by sex. It's just like asexual and like sex repulsed. Mm-hmm. Uh, or is just one of the most successful gay for pay ever. <laughs> um, but there's just like a vibe that Kiara loves, I feel like, to flirt with girls. But for, for Narissa, it's real. Uh huh. Like, I, I'm not going to go into like too much detail, but like, as we say on Around the Long Fire, if you want to find the real person who is Narissa. Mm. She's very easy to find. She had a huge web presence like before she became Narissa. Doing a lot of music where she sings in the Narissa voice, so it's very easy to tell that it's her. Like, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much instantly, like when Narissa debuted, people knew. 
who yeah. it was because she was just big enough already. Yeah. <coughs> um, and she also had unique enough tastes, like really liking old eighties anime, which is just not the thing that you're like going to normally expect from mm-hmm. a, a VTuber coming on the scene. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, I was looking into like a side project that she had like started and was working on. And it was just like, I was like, Oh wait, I don't actually know what this is. Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? So I was looking into it. Um, and in the process found a thing where apparently she said on the stream, like just the, the real person that she's pansexual. Mm-hmm. So like just have been fully confirmed on that, but yeah, you don't even need to know that from the streams. When she says, I love you to Kiara, there is a, there is a way that she says it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Where it is real. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's this vibe to the, the streams. Mm hmm. That just intensified of Kiara's being flirty. But then Narissa will like return it genuinely. And then Kiara's like, oh shit. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta pull back. I'm not used to somebody being this willing to just be like. It, it was really <laughs> intense with the one where Kiara's like, oh, you should rub my back. And then Narissa did it. And it's like, what did you expect? Yeah. There was a part where Narissa offered because. Uh, Kiara's, like, neck, she, like, kept cracking her neck. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Um, and was like, oh, you know, and you offered to, like, give me a massage. I thought it would just be, like, two minutes. Apparently, Narissa, like, got really into it, like, for, like, a half hour, was just, like, massaging Kiara's back. (laughs) (laughs) Like a heterosexual woman. (laughs) Um, anyway, despite knowing who the real Narissa is, and, like, following her Twitter as well, um... There's still just a certain amount where, like, at this point especially, she just has to, like, she's not, like, constantly posting, like, hey, this is what I'm doing. In the way I'm in the Maldives. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of, like, vague stuff, but there's just this one day where, like, the, the vibes on the stream were, like, just had, like, fully tipped over from, like, the comedy of this to, like, it felt like a tragedy. And then she was retweeting stuff that was, like, all bummer stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, did stuff go bad? Uh-huh. Right? Um... Like, did heartbreak happen? But uh, then they did, like, the final stream. Mm-hmm. Um, when they when they got back to Austria mm-hmm. from the Maldives, where they, like, read the diaries and everything. Mm-hmm. Where the vibes were still there, but it... It, it, it mellowed. Yeah, it had mellowed. And then they also did the, the, uh, the Sims stream, where Kiara was trying to be the angel on the shoulder and was, like trying to get the main character to, like, have a happy life and, like, get married and have a kid and stuff. And Narissa was just trying to... They had the rule of no cheap, easy deaths, you know? Mm-hmm. No, like, you put them in the pool and you take the, the thing out or whatever. <coughs> the ladder out, those kinds of things. Oh, sure. Or just, like, set the house on fire or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. You had to, like, have normal things, but, like, putting them into dangerous situations where they might die and okay. stuff. Okay, okay. Uh, but Narissa was, like, trying to kill the character. It was being the, the devil. Uh, was also, like, trying to ruin the character's relationships and stuff. And they would, like, trade off after days. Right. Um, and that one, like, the vibes were a little bit more back to normal. So. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, there is also a little bit of, like, oh, oh, Narissa. <laughs> um, you are, like, both living the KFP dream and then also, like... <laughs> there there are men on Twitter who would literally stab you to death to be in this position. <laughs> yeah. Um 
but also just so yeah uh, uh kiarisa um the vibes that i've described are real mm-hmm. um i mean you think it Narissa famously has for for years had a Kiara plushie that she like, sleeps with every night. Mm-hmm. And you just got to imagine that trajectory of like you are like this is like your Oshi who you care a lot about, and also probably have gay feelings for. Mm-hmm. And then you become you're convinced that they're gonna hate you, and then she like like she's friends with you. Uh-huh. But then also maybe that's all that it is. Yeah, it's still gotta be rough. Yeah, that's still gotta be rough. Yeah. So, well, one thing is real, and we know that for sure. Which is not a hachi. Not a hachi. Those bitches gay. <laughs> did, you ta- did you talk on? <coughs> you know, I'm not gonna make you podcast more. Actually, <coughs> did you talk on what? I was gonna say, did you talk on Alf about getting the the statue and the box? Yeah. And okay, it's that's, very nice. That's why the chat had a bunch of. I I don't. You have an Alf chat. The network chat. Oh. I don't look at network chat. I genuinely said that quite enough that people might not have heard. I don't check network chat all that often. It's mostly because people are always posting about Gundam and I don't I don't know or care. Double's been Oh good, 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 good. Somebody posted at five forty three. I'm about halfway through Alf having a great time and looking forward to whatever is going on with this latest one. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> it's really funny that Ancient Mecca was driving and couldn't change this fucking speed. It's really good. <laughs> <coughs> um, That's really good. But, I forget who... Oh, it was Grace, who, who asked about, like, can I see a more normal, mm-hmm. like, or common scale mm-hmm. figure in there? Uh, so then I put Sailor Uranus... Um, you can't say it like that. Uranus? Yes. Uranus? <laughs> you can't just say your asshole. Um, That's what the planet is called. <laughs> you say Uranus so that it's a little less... <laughs> um, Urine us. Hey, if you've listened... It's fucked anyway. Never mind. It's fucked anyway. I was going to tell people how to get to the Discord, but I was like, this isn't a three-hour episode. I don't want to... Yeah. I mean, people can find it out. There's not an. Did you know that technically, uh, Haruka Tenno is taller than Takami by like one centimeter? Who? Sailor Uranus. Okay. Is taller than Takami by one centimeter. I believe that only because Naoko Takeuchi draws the longest, lankiest girls. Yeah. But like canonical heights. Yeah. 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 I can I can believe that. Yeah. Uranus is a tall bitch. She is. Um go to abnormalmapping.com, there's a Discord button to talk about. I felt bad for saying that and not saying it. Bye. Nanahachi is real. Nanahachi is real. No Nanabe, you yummy no nakao.
的。